Hello and welcome to another episode of I Could Never Be Here on Popcorn Talk Network. Guys, two weeks until Christmas. I know it's crazy to fathom that we are middle of December, two weeks until Christmas. It feels just like yesterday. We're at the beginning of January of 2017, trying to look ahead to maybe some of the projects and goals that I wanted to accomplish. But it's not too late to finish some of those goals if you have those in your life. But I want to challenge you guys this week. To look ahead to next year, plan out maybe your top three or four list of things that you want to accomplish in 2018, write them down, and plan out how you're going to make them happen. It's so much easier to make things happen if you have a set plan. You might have realized that this year, things you wanted to accomplish couldn't quite get it done because you didn't put in the time prior to make it happen. I know certainly with starting this show, put in months and months of time to plan how to make it happen, and that's why we've been able to go. And speaking of this show, we're the last episode of Season 1 this week. This is our last episode. We've done 12 episodes here on Popcorn Talk. Had a great number of guests come in. We'll be back middle of January for Season 2. But speaking of guests, I am truly honored to have one of my good friends in here today. He is one of the top wrestlers in the world. He has achieved a dozen championships in various leagues, WWE, WCW, TNA. Now he hosts one of the top wrestling podcasts in the world on AfterBuzz TV every single Wednesday, X-Pac 312360. He does go by many names. He started out as a lightning kid, 123Kids, 6, 6Pac, X-Pac. Please welcome Sean Waltman. Hey, Mike. And Lula, who is here. How's Lula doing today? You know how Lula's doing, Mike. <laughs> Let's cut the cat calls here. You were already with her for about an hour before we started doing the show. That's true. That's true. I love Lula. Is it crazy for you to think like? Uh, is it crazy for you to think that, it, that Christmas is already here in two weeks? Um, I remember like it was a month ago that we were doing the Christmas party thing, and we had the Christmas party here, and so yeah, it's, I'm just kind of it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. This year, uh, more so than uh, than any other, has, has just gone by so quick. Yeah, and it's, it's like you realize that when, you, when you're writing the date, and obviously we're all going to mess it up, you know, for the first week of next year, writing 2018, but like 2017 to think back, like, I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm only 28, and to look back and be like, I remember like the millennium coming in, and it was like the the Y2K, and thinking back of like that's 18 years ago now, and just to think back, that's that's wild. Uh, your show on uh, AfterBuzz, obviously every Wednesday, you get thousands upon thousands of views. That you, you're loving that Hundred show. Thousands, Hundreds right. of th- thousands. Hundreds of thousands of views uh, <laughs> on YouTube and then yeah. the audio, the iTunes. It's oh, no, not, well. not a hundred. It's like the, the, the huge numbers are on, on, uh, on the audio part. Yeah. Yeah. And that you've been going to obviously for several months. Do you see that? Obviously that – Keep going. You have a number of guests that you want to bring in, or how do you how do you approach that every week? Uh, right now, I'm just doing what the stuff that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. The stuff I, I'm having the guests on that I want to have on. Uh, you know, sometimes it's you know you want that marquee guest that mm-hmm. like everyone, and then there's a it's a mix. Because yeah. I can get those guys, yeah. guys and ladies, anytime I I want. But but there's not as much pressure, I'm sure, because you also are that. So you, you, it's not like for me on the show, we're trying to get a guest where I have to be able to rely on them to produce content. You can bring that out of anyone because you can rely on your past experiences as well, and that people love to be able to hear that. Yes, many uh, many a week goes by where I don't even have a guest, and I just talk about what's going on in the industry. Yeah, and people seem to be um, be just fine with those episodes as well. 
Yeah, and it seems like I mean the industry and that's I mean everything that's going on WrestleMania, all those there seem like they're so much bigger than ever. Did you see when you started out in the sport? Looking, did you think about the future of the sport ever, or where it would go, and think about where it is now, and think, wow, be able to fill out like huge stadiums that are like outdoor stadiums and massive. I mean, tens and twenties and thirties and thousands of people. Did you think about that when you were starting out that that would be the future of wrestling? Well, yes, and it's not like the only thing you think about, but it's one of the things that you envision because uh, there there had already been. Uh, successful shows in in the past, you know, when when wrestling was different and was run differently, and was in, was, you know, there were many many different regional mm-hmm. promotions that that uh, that made up the system. Yeah, uh, and you know, say in Texas, they drew fifty thousand people almost to uh, to Texas Stadium, uh, Comiskey Park in Chicago for Pat O'Connor versus Buddy Rogers in the in the sixties. Uh, so yeah, the wrestling's had its ups and downs when it comes to you know uh, popularity as what, a spectator sport. What I was gonna say, I think it almost is more popular as far as just it's not as much of a niche. Sometimes I feel like with people grow up, it sometimes can be a niche. It seems like it's kind of expanded on that. Even like ESPN now does so much yeah. on wrestling. What is the biggest thing that has changed in the last you know twenty, thirty, forty years in regards to the sport of wrestling, professional wrestling? It just depends on where you know. I, I I assume when you say that you're talking about WWE because that's what most people know. Most people know that, yeah. But yeah, uh, and because that the thing is, it's wrestling. It's like entertainment. It's like just take movies for instance. There's different you know rating system for mm-hmm. movies. So like and different different types. So mm-hmm. you know even in wrestling, there's different promotions, and even inside the WWE where there's like different niches that they try mm-hmm. to. Uh, satisfy so it's really weird to talk about it like that but generally when you talk about wwe that the main thing that that has changed is that it's gotten it's gotten family friendly enough to get to the point where um where we're attracting sponsors like coca-cola mm-hmm. or, or you know and i use coca-cola just as an example because i'm not even sure if they're a sponsor right now yeah but for instance, things like that. Do you think that's good for the sport? Obviously, it's great. To... Oh, it's great because I mean, when you're making, then you're working with you know with big charities. You're able to help out uh, and 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 do things that are more civic, you know, helping out like the community and mm-hmm. uh, and just it's just the the way you're viewed. You know, when you're ha- when you're when you know your corporate sponsor is like somebody like you know at a, that a level, huge, or you're doing things with Susan G. Komen or mm-hmm. things of that nature, then it just it puts you in a different light mm-hmm. than it did back in the days when we had the attitude era and we were telling people to suck it. Yeah. Do you so. do you wish you know going looking back? Do you wish that you could have had maybe some of those sponsorships to be able to have maybe it be more family family friendly I don't, back then? I Mike, I don't look at things like that. I don't sit and mm-hmm. go, "Geez, I wish that back mm-hmm. in the day." Because, I mean, it's not going to do any good. Can't change it. I'm just happy that that's what's, avail- mm-hmm. that's what's available now yeah. uh, to, to in, the, in the industry. And, um, and that, you know, the work that we put in yeah. that, that, know, that down the road that the, the, the people, this generation is able to, uh, 
to take advantage of that. Yeah, certainly yeah. a lot of that is because of the foundation that you guys sure. built to be able to build that popularity. Yeah, and they and the, and the same goes for the the guys that came, you know, right before we did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely yeah. big the you know the legends starting out. I mean, I I've done you know. Obviously, we, we've been friends for the past year and, you know, reading up on so many things about starting wrestling. At what age did you know that you wanted to be a wrestler? Or did you, were you growing up just like any kid nowadays watching wrestling and thinking, this is something that I want to do as a hobby, as a career? Not, yeah, well, okay, I went, I started watching wrestling just like other kids do, you know. But then when you go and actually attend a live wrestling match. Mm-hmm when you're 10 years old and you, and you're viewing that through the eyes of a 10 year old child, um, that's what did it. And, and so like it made enough of an impression on me that I knew right away, that's what I wanted to do. And, uh, and so that's just what I did, mm-hmm. you know? And when you want to do something, it doesn't matter if you want to be a wrestler or whatever it is, you know, MMA or Football, God forbid, these days. Yeah. Oh man. You know, uh, but those things, you know, you you have to immerse yourself in in whatever it is you want to do and learn everything that there is to know about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I did. Did you start doing that when you were ten years old, or is that is I that the actually process? started setting the ring up? I, st- I ca- after that first time, I mm-hmm. started showing up every match and helping set the ring up, and that got me like a foot. In the- I'm ten years old. Yeah. I'm like backstage watching all these guys like you know right like walking right over top of me some of these guys six foot nine 350 pound guys when you're 10 years old yeah you know bigger than life personalities to match you know so yeah it certainly has when when you're that age too that has an that has an impression on you too yeah i i read that you tried out for your wrestling team in ninth grade and you quit because they there was a hair you had to cut your hair yeah it was and and really, that's just an excuse for me, just being an overall bad student and not and already checking out when mm-hmm. it comes to you know the school thing. Mm-hmm. Because of the re- because you kind of had yeah, the, the, what you knew. I, I, honestly, the only thing that would have kept me in school at that point was mm-hmm. probably uh, being in wrestling wrestling yeah. team. So no, I just did we like I would would go to wrestling class, and you know like for me to join the wrestling team, they they you know. Technically, like I had to cut my hair, yeah. and that was just how sh- how short did would you how how long was your above hair at the that collar, point? you know? Okay, and I had the long hair, like down right. past your down oh yeah middle for back. sure yeah. Have you ever had your hair short since then? Yeah, as soon as I actually started professional wrestling, <laughs> I buzzed it. I buzzed the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I want to tell you. You're saying you you were 10 years old putting in the work. What what did that entail? I mean, how many was that hours before you said? I know that you set up the rings. You were doing promotions for free. You were really trying to do odd jobs to be able to get in. What odd jobs were those? What did that entail to be able anything? To- anything. You just show up, and if there's something to do with wrestling or whatever it is, you put yourself there. You, I mean, you insert yourself into the situation, and sometimes you might be a real pain in the ass. By doing that, mm-hmm. but you know, um, it works. Do you think that for you, that showed initiative for it, people that allowed the opportunities? Both. I'm sure some people were quite irritated, and others probably saw something in me. You know, actually, a few people did. Did Did you have people uh, when you got bigger? Did you had Did you see other people doing that same thing? Anyone coming in and offering to to help set up with the ring or help with other things for free? Be able to. 
get their foot in the door? Um, you know, you. I guess I wasn't really looking at the time because I was still. I'm not like right now. I could sit back and watch that and and, and spot those people, yeah. but at the time, like I was still real caught up in you know and getting myself to the place where I mm-hmm. needed to be. And, uh, and, you know, I was talking about, like, you brought up the wrestling thing in the ninth grade. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't complete the ninth grade. The mm-hmm. last grade I completed yeah. was the eighth grade, actually. Yep. And uh, I wouldn't suggest anyone, uh, you know, take the path that I took. Yeah. You know, but when I bring that up, it just, I only bring that up and talk about how I didn't finish school. Just to, just to show that, like, you know, in spite of yeah. things. You know, like that. You know, you. If, if people you can do, be if people do, if people do what you did, you, what you're saying is people do what you did, and do some of these other things that what you're telling people. Yeah. How how tall is the sky? I mean, the sky's exactly. the limit. Yeah, and I and and by not, you know, honestly, really looking back on it, by not applying myself and as a student in school, like, mm-hmm. you know, I did myself a huge disservice. I think I missed out on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but like, you know. You were asking me about something earlier. I don't go back and go, I wish this or I yeah. wish I could change it. I don't do that. I think that's a waste of time. Did you ever do that like or is that. that something that is just yeah. – Yeah. Yeah. I, I, in the past, I've, I've, I've uh, been there mm-hmm. where I've like – but that's, that's like, okay, you know, that was when I was beating myself up. Mm-hmm. When, you know, I thought that I deserved to be punished, so I punished myself mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm over that mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Now, if I do something again that deserves, you know, for me to beat myself up over, I might do it again. But yeah. For now, we're good. When was it that, I mean, maybe it, maybe it was very early on when you're starting and you're finally getting your break. Was there a time when you when you thought, this is what I could do for a living versus this is, this is what I want to do for a living versus this is my career path? Was there a... There was no choice. There was no, like, uh, this is what I want to do. No, this is what I am going to do. There was no, this, you know, I really want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I hope it works out. No, man, that's not the attitude like that you go into something like that with. Else you're kind of setting yourself up for yeah. failure. Did other did other people understand that attitude or was that something foreign for other people? Uh, it's, it's It's foreign to people that, uh, listen to the self doubt within themselves, and uh, or this or the doubt that others like ha- have that didn't follow their own dreams. Mm-hmm. So they're quick to you know e- extinguish yours, yeah. put the fire out in yours, and uh, so those people. It was kind of an odd way of approaching mm-hmm. life. But yeah. For me, it was just the only way. That, how know. did you How did you block out self doubt? Because I feel like did, everyone faces it to some extent. But how did you block it? Out. I kind of, honestly, Mike, I did. It's just I was really sure of myself in a lot of mm-hmm. in a lot of uh, areas. You know, like so. Um, I was. I knew I was pretty good at what I did. Yeah. When it comes to wrestling, and I was good at martial arts. And- did you set goals? You know, when you when you accomplish something and be like, okay, this is the next goal. This is the next goal that I want to yeah. achieve. Yeah. That's what that's what we do, and and uh, you know, like later on, I read books, you know, the seven, you know, oh god, now that I I'm on here, the Napoleon <laughs> Napoleon Hill mm-hmm. book, you know, the seven habits of highly successful, people. you know, things like that. When you read those, you go, I'm talking. When I say you, I'm talking about yeah, me right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm going. Oh wow, 
I did that. I just didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. You know, visualization, mm-hmm. put yourself in the right place at the right time. All these different things that you have to do. You know, so no, they were the things that I was doing. And these, you know, setting small attainable goals that you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. If you're like, if you don't have those, you'll go crazy because you have to have some kind of a sense of accomplishment on a regular basis. Is that, is that a, a week? Goals is that month goal is that both yearly? Goals? I think that they can be all like they can be daily, weekly, monthly, mm-hmm. yearly. There's no limit on on you know how many goals you set. Yeah, and try to accomplish it maybe before you yeah before you want. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, you're talking earlier when when you were just you know doing the intro to your show. You're talking about you know coming up with things for the new year. Mm-hmm. Why wait? Yeah. Why wait to the new year? Like any of that stuff that you can start right now, do it. Yep. And so many people, they get to the New Year, like, hey, this is my New Year's resolution, and I'm thinking of it literally as we're counting down, yeah. the ball is dropping, 10, yeah. 9, 8. And to name something and actually put in the work to do it is totally different. Yeah. Yeah, try, yeah of course. Uh, and, and, you know, um, I, I've, one of my defects of character is procrastination, big mm-hmm. time. Like, uh, probably if I had to name one. That that cost me more than than any other. It would be that one, and so in spite of all that, I've still done not too bad in life. <laughs> You've done really well. You know? <laughs> what what was the biggest goal that you had getting into the getting into wrestling? What was the biggest goal that you had, and did you did you reach that goal? I reached that goal like pretty quick, pretty what, quickly. So what was the I'm, goal? Being be a wrestler to just to be yeah okay. That's what you do. Like okay, first goal was. I just want to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I just want to be. It doesn't matter if it's the guy in the first match that's getting his ass beat and never wins a match. But then you get there and you go, okay, this is great, but it's not quite enough, you know. And it's okay, like mm-hmm. you know, like you know. I was talking to you the other night about how I'm content now mm-hmm. with, with simple things in life, mm-hmm. you know, like taking care of Lula or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the same as being content with like the things that you want to achieve. You know, like yeah, I, I don't like. I you, don't you, mean you, you still don't want to settle. Exactly. You can be content yeah. without settling. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and some people don't understand that. I feel like that's something that takes anyone a while, and even like as, as a young person, it's especially hard because you haven't achieved that much as a young person. Yeah, yeah, and the thing here's the thing too. Uh, you didn't bring this up, but I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived my dreams, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and a lot of my contemporaries uh, have had problems, huge problems in life because, you know, like all these one person's, I'm not na- going to name names, but one person said, what do you do when the dream's over? You know, mm-hmm. so the nice, easy, quick answer to that is you, you, you don't have to quit dreaming. Mm-hmm. You know that's up to you. Uh, I did well. I did for a while. Yeah. You know. No, but, that's so true. Like I think, like professional athletes, they any any professional athlete. I mean, you hear people all the time, and it's like I think I read an article like Michael Jordan the other day. And how do you how do you come down off that? How do you get to that point? And at some point, you have to realize that you're never going to be that again. But again, I love that attitude. What you said, just because you that dream doesn't mean you have to stop dreaming. That's right. Yeah, or I, because I, I, you know, 
Because if you don't, what you end up doing, Mike, is you end up living in the past. And when you live in the past, you die every day. And that's the truth, man. Uh, we have to make the life, the now time, the time mm-hmm. we're in right now, we have to make that the best we can. And we can't do it when we're living in the past. Or we're projecting too far into the future. True. Also true. What was the, what was the grind like? I mean, people see the, the stardom of wrestling, and when you're, they see you uh, getting in the ring and doing everything, what was the grind like? What was the preparation like to be able to do some of those matches? I mean, you, you, are you working out? And like we were talking the other night, you're traveling sometimes night after night after night, and people aren't seeing that. The, tra- the, the real, okay, the, okay, you do the work in, when, you're, when you're training to be a wrestler. That's, mm-hmm. It's about as hard a thing as you could imagine. Uh, putting yourself through. Uh, I, Reggie White, you know who Reggie White oh, was? Oh, Reggie White. Yeah, he Reggie played with the Packers. White, Reggie White told me this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. That's a Hall of Fame NFL Hall of Famer. And one bad dude. He was the Minister of Defense. That's right. Yeah, and he's not the only one that that's said that to me. Uh, but, you know, there's that. And then, the, you know, the part that gets you is, is okay, you know, you'll hear a bunch of us, especially back from, from my days, talk about the 300-day-a-year grind, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I, I appreciated where you were coming from, and I understood, like, it's a bitch, you know, you were saying, like, hey, I've been working 13 days straight. Yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a 19-day grind, but, that, yeah, that, but you have to do that. Yeah, yeah, and but that, we're, you know, it, there was a time, Mike, when 19 days would have been like, oh, that's, it would be like, oh, we, that's our, okay. This loop's only 19 days. Like, legit, you don't even yeah. know when you're going to see your family. Or, you know, no wonder, like, okay, the family breaks up because your wife's home mm-hmm. alone and, you know, mm-hmm. you're on the road and, you know, you're exposed to all these temptations and she's lonely. And, is there a balance? You know, there's a lot of things that. Is there a balance to that uh, of working it incredibly hard to be able to pursue the dream but also n- knowing different priorities it's is tough that, Mike. it's yeah it's tough because it's it a lot of it is what you bring with you into the mm-hmm. industry and that go and that's like you know the values that that were instilled in you um you know uh which includes like you know work ethic and just you know how you treat people mm-hmm. you know all those things and uh and like, you know, it takes parent, parental supervision at some mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. for those things to be instilled. In. <laughs> <laughs> and but, you know, wrestlers like you're. Like, but I, I, what I, I, I'm sorry, Mike. No, no, no. What I was, what I was getting at is, uh, so some guys do a lot better at this than others, and usually those are the people. Like I'm going to use a perfect example: Triple H, mm-hmm. one of my dearest friends. Mm-hmm. He had both his parents. Both, still married to this day. Awesome. Grew up, had a wonderful uh, childhood. Mm-hmm. Ideal. Yeah. And, you know, both parents in the home. It's not always the way it works, but it's really, it's really important, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and so when you have those things, like it's, you're really, uh, you're really being set up to, to do a lot better in life, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't I, mean you can't do it if you don't have those things, it's just mm-hmm. way harder. No, yeah, 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 and it's there. There are some obviously, like you're saying, there's some more obstacles 
to overcome. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, like you're saying, that, that, to finish it off, saying, but it doesn't mean you can't. I mean, that doesn't mean that you you shouldn't keep hitting that wall and be able to break through that wall and keep going. Yeah. Wrestlers, you know, you, you almost have a, you have a persona of being macho, being big, strong. You know, holding this, uh, like I said, strong and macho persona. Is that hard to be able to maintain that, or is there times when you you almost wish you didn't have to give off that? I, I could conquer anything. I, I'm going to stand up to any one persona. I'd like to think I never really cared too much about that. I mean, for, maybe for, a little bit. For other wrestling, I mean, do you think? I- yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. and it, it is a big deal, the, the image we portray, we project. But that goes in, in life. Like, uh, for me, I always did the best when I just projected the, the most authentic version of me. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was a bad guy, okay, that was the mo- most authentic a-hole yeah. in me. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Or or vice versa. Uh, but I, for those that, that are concerned with that, that false mm-hmm. image, yeah, it is important. I just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. It's, I'd probably been better to answer that question a few years back. <laughs> No, no just I, like, think, uh, I, I think it, I think it's uh, that's important, and I think yeah, it's again that's something that you when you almost have that reputation sometimes, and that can be good and bad, uh, and certainly you know that there's you, you had a lot of other people in the sport before you, big uh, historic people who are you know very well known. Who did you look up to most in the industry, and whether was there lessons that you learned from them, and what lessons as far as life maybe? And not wrestling. Who did you look up to, and what lessons did you learn? Uh, I the thing is, is like some of the people I looked up to didn't have the best life lessons. You know, Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike, he's, mm-hmm. I still look up to him, and I still to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't think I would go to them for lessons in life. Um, people can take that however they want. Yeah. It's just the way it is, you know. I don't know. And uh, you know, there's probably people going, "Hey, I don't want to take any lessons from life from you either," <laughs> and that's fine. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you what I got to offer. If you want it, you want yeah. it. If you don't, you don't. And I love it. And you're saying that the attitude of you don't. There's, there's a, there's. I feel like a fine line is sometimes like the attitude of not caring what other people think, which is a great attitude to have. Do you? Do, what, what, what is important about? having that and is there a balance i care mike i care about what people think of me i just don't like it's not worth projecting a false image over Mm. you know what i mean yeah yeah i I want them to like me for me and so i do care you know we don't want to live and die by what other people think of us for sure but like i'm not I'm not one that's like, oh, I don't care what other people think of me. I do care about what people think of me. I want people to know that I'm a good person, Mm -hmm. that I love other people, Mm -hmm. that I have empathy and and feel other people's pain when when they're feeling pain. Yeah. You know, like I care about those things. I want people to – I want people to not believe the thing – some of the things that, you know – uh, that people have believed about me in the past, and I'm I'm fortunate enough over the past year to have gotten to know you, and like I mean we talk we talk for a couple hours after shows sometimes, 
And that's sometimes literally some of the best times of my week to be able to have those conversations. I really want you to know that, to be able to just sit and talk and have those authentic conversations. And that's important no matter who you're looking up to, no matter who you, you know, who you are, to be able to have those conversations. I think that's when you really get to know who the real people are. Yeah. Yep. What are, you know, getting near the end of the show, but I want to know what lessons do you look back and do you do you wish that you could maybe tell the younger you and in doing so tell maybe younger listeners and younger people out there what lessons do you do you look back and say man wish i could have told myself this oh. i guess you know i guess you just one of the things that it's just all of the, all of the advice that um, that people that came before us are trying to share with us. We should be to listen. Yeah, yeah, man. We should, even if, even if we don't believe it, even if we don't, you know, uh, want to embrace it. Like we, I think we owe it to them. To listen to them, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the the experiences that they've gone through can say. I mean, sure. it, you can you can learn a lesson the hard way, or you can yeah. learn a lesson by listening. Yeah, and okay, not a lot of you know a lot of the advice that that people might get, like you know, might be coming from somebody that has a different outlook on things. That maybe you know, uh, there. I'm just using my. I can only use my. Mm-hmm. You know, my industry, for example, there's a lot of guys that are giving advice and they're getting in that, but like they're coming from a place of bitterness and like, uh, you know, uh, I got screwed. I did, you know, you know, I never got what I deserved in, mm-hmm. in the industry, you know, um, because of, because of one reason or, or another, no fault of my own. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and which is BS. It's yeah. almost always fault of our own, <laughs> always. So, like, even then, like the that the advice from those guys, like, there's something to be taken from them. From you know, every we all, everyone has something yeah. to offer. And it's amazing. You know, it might not be the exact experience, but it's amazing how often people have gone through something exactly what you're going through. Like maybe one step off of saying, "I went through something very similar." And if you listen to it, you yeah. can apply that lesson to your yeah. life. Or we can also tell tell ourselves no one else could possibly understand what I'm going through. But like, trust mm-hmm. me, you know, even myself, like my story is pretty crazy and out there. And like, I could go, oh, no one could, no one's been through the things that I have, mm-hmm. and probably, you know, it's hard to find too many. But there yeah. are a few that have been through way worse. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, instead of thinking that we're so unique we need to understand that there are so many people that actually relate to us you know i think that that goes back to part of why i started the show because you know you had all these people when they when the younger and saying oh no one's ever gone through this that i've no one's ever put in the work that i've had to put in or no one's gone through the experiences that i have and thinking oh i could never reach this level because they've never gone through these people at the top have always had you know connections they've always had money or they've had something better than i have But like I love that what you're saying. We realize that there are other people. 
And if you listen to them and you follow in their path, it can save you a lot of work. And if they're coming from a real negative place, listen to that. Still listen to them. And you just know what not to do a lot of the times, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I said, just give everyone a listen. Yeah. What, uh, what motivates you now? You're saying that you're, you're in a very con- content place, obviously, you and Lula. What motivates you to maybe achieve success? And what is your version of success? Just happiness? And what motivates you to get there? <laughs> and Lula, yeah. Lula perks up. You know, <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Just, just having, just being able to uh, wake up every day and, and go, oh man, like I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel good. I'm not a slave to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a slave to drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, which always just to mask things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the better you feel about yourself, the, the less you want to yeah. mask, yeah. mask those, you know, those, the way you feel. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, and, and I want to do better, like, the next chapters of my career, you know, when it comes to the, you know, you know, behind the microphone mm-hmm. more, you know, I'm still wrestling and that motivates me to go out and, and, and while I'm still doing it to be the best I can be out there and look the best I can be, look and, you know, not be the, not be the guy that you go buy a ticket to like for nostalgia purposes. But then when you see him, you're sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you really sad? Oh, because yeah. it's like, Oh, this guy needs the money because he he's still up there and like he can't even like move around in there. But he, you know, yeah. And so it's that. That's not me. Yeah. Like I the still people, move the, around the, in there really yeah. good. Oh yeah, and that's why you go. I mean, we went to the gym the other night. That's why you're still going to the gym, you know, several times a week. Yeah. To be putting in the work. Yeah. Because the work never stops. Yeah. Well, I again, I I appreciate that answer, and especially hearing you know, I love hearing people's definitions of success because because everyone has their own definition and, of it, and, and, and it's and, not for you to tell me what yeah. mine should be or me to you, right? And, right versa versa. And it's 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 also rarely you know what people think of success of like oh man to be able to make ten million dollars or to be able to have four houses. I mean, a lot of it is when you boil it down of that personal happiness, like you yeah. said, waking up happy and content. Yeah. And knowing that this is life and you're making the most of it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll say this in closing. I, I, I had a dream. I, you know, I put action to that dream and that vision and created my life. Mm-hmm. We, cre- we are in charge of creating our own real- reality. I, mm-hmm. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. And everything that I've ever set out to accomplish uh, when I didn't have like re- stupid things in the way, like you know, uh, drugs and alcohol, um, distraction of some crazy relationship, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Everything I've ever set out to accomplish, my guy, I've accomplished every single thing. And it, if I can do it, like I know it's cliche, yeah. Trust me, if I can do it, with a grocery list of defects of character, everyone can do it. Everyone can. That's that's the best way to go out. That's the best way. Literally, if that doesn't inspire you and be able to look at yourself in the mirror and stop making excuses 
and be able to say this is what I want to accomplish, especially you know ending the year here, the last episode of the first season, and going into 2018 to be able to set those goals. Do that. You have three weeks to be able to set some goals, be able to look ahead and say this is what I want to accomplish, this is how I'm going to do it. Go do that. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of I Could Never Be. Thank you so much for joining us for this season of I Could Never Be. Again, 12 episodes. Go back and listen. Obviously, a lot of people traveling over the holidays. We wish you guys safe travels. While you're doing so, give us a listen. Tell a friend to be able to share the post. If you want to follow Sean, it's at the Real Xbox on Twitter. You can also follow Bat Baby Lula at It's Baby Lula. Yep. And Sean obviously keeps that uh, updated. Lots of very cute pictures. You can follow me at the only MC. Guys, thank you so much again. Go do something kind for one another. We'll see you next year. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svita, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its own as a friend. Treat you like your little man.